This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 162. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined by Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how goes it today? It is good. How are things over there? Things are going just fine and dandy. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about surviving outdoor drawing in the summer heat with your colored pencils. It's been really hot here. Um, <laughs> here too, abnormally man. so. Yeah, I think tomorrow it's going to be in the 90s here, which is really oh. abnormal for us. Well, I don't want to talk to you then. We've been in the mid to high <laughs> 90s since mid-May, oh, wow. which is really early for us. Oh, We've had several ridiculous. hundred, over 100 um, days. So, yeah, it's not been a pleasant uh, time so far for us. So what's a colored pencil artist to do? So if you want to get out and enjoy the summer, we've got some tips for you on how to get out there and, you know, just do some plain air drawing and or painting with your colored pencils. So our first tip, do not leave your pencils in the car. Depending on the pencil, especially those wax base, you it gets way too hot when in a closed car and you don't really want to melt those. So I would strongly recommend do the same with your pencils is like what I would do with my camera or my violin when I've got, you know, expensive equipment. I never leave them in the car. Even if I stop by somewhere and want to have lunch, I drag those things in with mm-hmm. me. So make sure those pencils, I think, need to follow that same rule. I do not recommend leaving those in the car for any length of time. Yeah, very true. And, you know, same thing with any equipment like you're talking about, like your camera or something like that. Um, The risk of somebody stealing, you know, your art bag is probably a little bit lower. But here's the thing. If you have like a black art bag or something like that, um, a thief, someone looking for their next hit around the street corner there, they're not going to care what's in that bag. And to them, they think it's some kind of expensive equipment, you know, so better off just taking it with you. Plus, the heat's just not good for the pencils will, or the tech. All of that. It gets It'll way too hot in those cars. Yeah. Warp your paper, all kinds of things. So, yeah, good tip. All right, Rubbing number two. strings on violins. It's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Take some bug spray with you, you know? Uh, chemical up, okay? Just rub all those chemicals all over your body. No, I mean, if you have some type of alternative spray, I know there's a lot of good ones out there now that uh, A lot of essential oils not, are supposed to work good for, like, yeah, mosquitoes. Yeah, exactly. I was, I've been reading about those. I, have, I had a nightmare of... Me and mosquitoes are not getting along. I got bit several times in the foot. Usually the lotion I wear, I wear repels them, but it's not working anymore for some reason. You and I got barefoot. Well, yeah. I was on my own patio. I was wearing flip-flops. But, it, yeah, I got bit four times in my foot, and it swelled up. It looked like, you know when you take those latex rubber gloves and you put 
fill them with water so it's like a water balloon. That is what my foot looked like for three days. It sucked so much. So now oh, I'm like man. really researching what the best ways, and there are a lot of essential oils that are recommended. Um, yeah. I may try that too, but I, yeah, be aware. Another tip, if you live in an area, and I was unaware of this because in Southern California, we did not have chiggers. When someone warned me about those, I actually thought she said something else and I looked at her like, wait, what did you just say? I, I misheard her. But anyway, point is we have these bugs here in the South called chiggers and they're tiny. They're almost microscopic. You can barely yeah, see, those them things, if you see them at yeah, all. Those, I grew up around those. They're yeah. everywhere, you know, oh, except for out suck. there where you were, I guess. I sat one day thinking, okay, here's a nice tree. I'm going to sit in the shade. It was a summer day. I sat out there. Um, I was actually on the phone. I wasn't doing art, but I sat out there for maybe 10 minutes while speaking on the phone with my, I think I was talking to my mom, um, but way too much information for you guys there. But I went home and that night I had over 50 bites. I stopped counting at 50. My legs from the waist down, I was covered in bites. Mm -hmm. And those bites, they don't just go away after a few days like a mosquito bite does. I, it was about three months I dealt with the, the aftermath of, I just itched constantly for, yeah. I mean, it really affected now, me. Now, if they're a true chigger, I thought that if they're a true chigger, I mean, they they uh, bury themselves inside your skin. Yeah. And you yeah. have and to And they don't, like, basically when you go take them. a bath, yeah, yeah, you can, you'll suffocate them out. But what I yeah. did, I had been outside, I was wearing, you know, jeans or something like that, jeans and a tank top probably, and my flip-flops. And they got under into my clothes and then I went and laid down on my bed took a nap and they all exited and got all over I guess they'll get into your bedding mm -hmm. and so that night I was fine I didn't notice it until that night I went back and I slept in the same bed but I slept under the covers where before I was just laying on top of the blankets when I took a little nap and I got bitten I was just eaten alive I woke up that morning so miserable so you know you go through the process you have to wash the bedding every single day for like weeks to make sure that there's nothing left in there and it was a whole thing. So the point is, had I even been aware, I mean, like I said, someone had warned me about it, but I didn't think it was that, like, nothing's going to be a, any worse than a, a spider bite or a mosquito. Oh, my gosh, they're horrible. Make sure, and they have sprays that you can spray on your clothes that will repel, where, that's what I've done in the past, or now, up till now, um, just sprayed my jeans with whatever, the the chigger spray, um, just be aware of that, depending on where you live. Don't just go plop down and think you're safe in the grass because you may or may not be. Make sure you're aware of what bugs are in the area and how to prevent them from making the next three lives months of your life miserable like they did me that year. Next, bring water with you. Take a hat, take sunblock, take sunglasses if you're sensitive to the sun, you know, and it's real bright out. Anything that you can think of, may even want to take some band-aids, you know, take a first a small first aid kit, things like that. Just be prepared and think ahead of time of all these things that you're going to need, especially, you know, if you're wanting to go out and just spend some time drawing and, you know, just pack all that stuff ahead of time, make a checklist, get everything you need ahead of time. Yes, I like to spend at least an hour out, you know, drawing and sitting there with my board drawing. And I don't want to have to worry about, oh, yeah, I only have 30 minutes and then I got to go back or I got to go hydrate after a little bit. Bring your water with you, you know, get a good and bring canister. bring a lot of water. Yeah, yeah. Have enough on hand so that, you know, you're you're not running out and you're not having to go down and and uh, buy some overpriced, you know, $2.50, $3 water somewhere, but bring it with you. Yeah, and you get dehydrated so quick. Mm -hmm. It amazes me. And especially I've noticed as I've gotten older how much faster it seems to affect. Yeah. 
Uh, next, pack your art bag. And what I like to do, I don't like just a regular like backpack that's open and everything is thrown in. If you can find an art bag, I have one that has these slots inside or like a laptop bag is perfect because you've got all of these yeah. different compartments. That's my favorite. Um, pack a bag where you've got your your small sketchbook. You've got your a few colored pencils. Now, I don't recommend bringing a every colored pencil you own. I would bring maybe no. five. Bring the basics because you're not going to really want to go out there and complete the most advanced, you know, detailed tons of work out there. If you're going to go work outside, usually it should be something that you can get done fairly quickly. So looser sketches and just a small sketchbook would work. And what you may want to do too, well, then some of you guys are going to be shocked I'm recommending this, but when you're trying to do sketches outside where you're just doing looser, more gestural things, um, studies and such. Prismacolor makes their art blocks or art sticks that are, they look kind of like what you would expect with like a, yeah. a piece of chalk or charcoal. That, you can fill in large area and very quickly, very loosely. And those may be a great choice. But whatever you bring, I don't recommend bringing everything. Just bring a handful. You don't need everything and bring a small sketchbook. I wouldn't even try to do like an 11 by 14 to me it would be too big to work outside unless I was using those art sticks. You don't need everything you own with your art supplies, you know, go as small as, as you can, as compact as you can. Okay. So you may even want to just, you know, start with a thumbnail sketch, just something very small, like Lisa was talking about. Don't do something very large, 14 inches or 11 inches on one side. Make sure it's a very small study because that's really what you're out there for. You're out there to gather information, to get, uh, you know, some of this reference material either in your head, taking reference shots or doing your studies on your small paper, and then you're going to take it back to your studio. You're going to complete it there. And so you may just want to do an initial layer or just do the outline, you know, just get something down quickly. Or like we said, just graphite or something like that, or even colored pencil, just some of these quicker little thumbnail sketches so that you have an idea of what you want to do on a larger project when you get back to your studio. And make sure you bring your camera, which is our, our next tip. Bring mm -hmm. a camera. And you can use just a cell phone. For me, when I go paint yeah. outside, I just use my cell phone because I'm going to have it with me anyway. But I don't want to carry too much. Right. But bring a camera. Take photos of the area you're working in. That way, if you decide it's something that even though you thought it was just going to be a quick sketch, but you decide you want to go home and work on it some more, get a photo of the area that you're working in. Yeah, very good. And I, I just have to mention this camera while I'm, while I'm t uh, thinking about it here. I usually just take my cell phone because it takes such good pictures now. You know, the phones that we have now in our yeah. pockets are just so good. But I have to mention the Lumix G7. Those are such a good camera. And they're small. They're very compact. So it's at micro four thirds is what they're called. And if you're using a camera like that, it's very small. It, it does have in, um, replaceable lenses or interchangeable lenses. And the one that it comes, most of the kits that it comes with is a really good one uh, to use. And it's very, very tiny. I mean, it's like two inches. So if you do want to have a little bit nicer reference material when you get back there and, uh, you know, use something that is, um, something that, you know, you can actually blow up and zoom in on and work with and put it in Photoshop, then, you know, take some kind of smaller camera. And these are very inexpensive cameras, and they'll also shoot in a 4K video, too. So, Oh, nice. All right. So next, if you're having problems staying motivated enough to complete your work because it's so nice outside, maybe the humidity is low that day, and you all you can think about is going kayaking or going swimming or going on a hike, you know, backpacking or something like that, 
or going to an amusement park or whatever, and you're like, ah, but I got to get this done over here. I got this work. I got to get completed. Then think of it like this. Just re- This is the thing I do. I kind of trick my mind, and I think, okay, then I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to complete this piece, and once I've got that completed, then I'm going to reward myself by going out and doing some other outdoor activity that isn't art-related. You know, you know th- that's the thing. Um, I try to talk to other people about this. It's like you cannot just do art all the time. You need you need to be a balanced person. I need to be a balanced person sometimes and not do art once in a while, you know. Um it can just you need some kind of release. And I know that may sound funny coming from from me, from an artist, but you cannot you'll wear yourself out if all you're doing is art all the time. So reward yourself by going and doing something else once you've completed a piece of artwork or once you've said, okay, well I'm gonna spend, you know, two hours on this first, or I'm gonna spend three or four hours, whatever it is, even thirty minutes if it takes that. Whatever you know, it is. It's so funny you say that because that the little mind games we play with ourselves, yeah. you know, the rewarding and such, right. that is one of the things that will get me to get stuff done fast. Because I'm like, okay, my husband has has the next day off. I want. I don't even want to worry about getting. I know what this drawing needs to get done, and it'll. I may right. stay up till five that morning. I'm gonna yeah. get this finished. I am yeah. going to work on it, and I get so much more work done by rewarding myself when right. I okay, I have this day off, and I don't want to work at all tomorrow, so I'm gonna work extra hard tonight, and I get it. I get stuff done way yeah. better than when I'm just like, okay, I a little bit too. today, I, a little bit tomorrow, a yeah. Bit the next. So it that that's a good tip. I love that one. Yeah, I think and summers. Such a good time for that because there's so much fun stuff to go do. There is. There's so many distractions. You know, you want to get out and enjoy the weather. But some of the things we have to do are, you know, it requires us being inside. So. Yeah. And I like to work at night. So I still have the day to do the fun stuff. So that works right. out really well for me. So our next tip, bring, or I'm sorry. For our next tip, take video with your phone. So like I said, I want to work light. I bring my phone for my camera, but make sure you're taking video of it or a GoPro. I love my GoPros for this reason because you can just clamp them. There's so many different um, clamps where you can clamp them onto a branch next to you or whatever. Get some footage. The thing with the phone, which is easier than the GoPro, if I take footage with my phone, I can upload, you know, take 20 seconds of my surroundings, of my setup, of my art supplies around me, of what I'm working on, and upload that to social media. So you've got this great, I mean, uh, that's such a common qu- or common complaint from artists is, I don't know what to post. There's no, nothing to post on social media. Well, here's an easy thing. Take video, and you can even do this if you're inside your studio. Take a quick 20-second, 10-second shot of your surroundings, of your art supplies. I know I love seeing that from other artists. I love seeing where people mm-hmm. are working, especially the outdoor shots. I love seeing that footage. And you can take that with your phone. It's not something that takes long. Just take a quick, you know, again, you don't even have to edit it. 10 seconds and just upload that. 20 seconds, upload that. And if you do want to edit stuff, the GoPro, when you're traveling, I love those. I have two of them that I bring with me because I can put, put set them up in different locations. So you've got these different different views and that is more footage that I can go edit later. So those are definitely a lot of fun to bring when you're outside. Yeah, and you can add this, you know, to your story on Instagram yeah. and you can collect and save those as drafts and then publish it later. 
Yeah, or just use it as B-roll. If you are a mm-hmm. YouTuber, that is great B-roll. But I mean, even if you're not making YouTube videos, if you're just, you know, posting here and there on Instagram and on Facebook, these quick clips are something that people, other artists are right. going to love to see. Even if you're not doing things on social media and you're not sharing videos or a lot of reference shot or um, shots of your work in progress and things like that, your collectors are interested in that kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to sell your work, then it, it would be good to have that on hand because you never know if you know later down the road you may want to use some of that so just keep that as an open option and something that you may want to get if this is something that you decide you really like and you want to make your your footage even those quick 20 second clips if you want to make them look even more professional look at some of the gimbals for smartphones i got Mm -hmm. the dji dji osmo mobile 2 that is a mouthful i may have gotten some of those words backwards but this one it works on my phone i have to take it out of the case i have the note 8 which is it's a big phone. So I do have to take it out of the case for it to balance in there, but it gets beautiful footage and it's fairly inexpensive for a gimbal. A lot of the gimbals that I was looking at before were, you know, two to seven, $800. This one, I, what did I pay? 110, 120, I think. It's yeah, it's around a hundred. I have the same one. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. And it is, it really does make that those quick bits of footage look Mm -hmm. really professional. Very, very smooth. If you're unfamiliar with a gimbal, it makes it so that you get really smooth instead of the handheld shaky footage, it smooths everything out. Um, and that one, the, like I said, the DJM Osmo Mobile 2, I researched a lot before I got one. And actually, I had to wait a while for this one to come out. I was waiting for months, like, release it. I know it's going to be good. Release it. But it's that one is really good. And it does make that footage just look a little, you know, takes it up to that next level. So if that is something that you find you're interested in, I do recommend that. Yeah, it gives you that cinematic look because it balances the weight of the device that you're recording on with the horizontal and vertical axis. And so it just makes it real smooth. Yeah. Buttery like even smooth when you're walking, it'll look footage. a lot smoother. It's that yeah. You don't get that shaky hand cam. No one wants to see the shakiness. So next, get some cooling neck wraps, and you can add water to you know to that, saturate it, throw it around your neck, and it keeps you cooler longer. And you know it, it makes it where the heat will be tolerable. Yeah, they they fill them with this sort of gel, this water absorbing gel. So you just soak them in water, and when you put it around your neck, it makes your whole body feel a lot cooler. So if you are sensitive to the heat, but you still want to go out and draw, these can be a great option. And they have them on Amazon. We'll put some links mm-hmm. in the show notes, but those are. Really, they're fairly inexpensive for how much they help. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just a reminder, I mean, yeah, we we take these notes for you. So if you're listening, like while you're in the car or something like that, or at work, supposed to be working, uh, we won't tell. But you can go back to the show notes and we've got all those links there for you. So it makes it easy. You can just click on it and zap you right over there to wherever those are sold. So our next tip. I do not recommend carrying your pencils outdoors, well, really much at all, in the metal tin that they come in. So like if it's a Faber-Castell, they come in that metal kind of case where all the pencils are located. Derwent, most companies, they come in this metal case. I don't recommend them because it is a good way to have your pencils end up all over the ground. I cannot tell. I do it myself in here because I've got a lot of pencils that are still in the metal cases that I keep in a drawer. I can't tell you how many times I've picked them up and you squeeze one end and the other end opens and all the pencils fly everywhere. (laughs) I've had students do this when they brought pencils to class. Like they're they're especially bad when, I mean, it's annoying enough when you're in the studio, but when you get outside and you've got pencils all over the ground, oh, that will just set the mood 
not yeah. in a happy place. So definitely don't, I don't recommend that. Like, I mean, and I already talked about, it, I don't recommend bringing more than a handful of pencils anyway, but whatever you're going to bring, you may want to get a case. Global makes one that's wonderful. They have those on Amazon or Dick Blick has them. I think even some of the stores, Hobby Lobby, I've gotten one at before. But they have a slot where you slide in. It's like in a little elastic elastic band in this folder for each pencil. I think I fit three pencils per band. But you can store your pencils in there so they're not going to go flying everywhere. Or some sort of a, like while you're out working, if you want to set a tray next to you, don't use something flat. Like you want to make sure it's something that has edges so they're not going to roll off onto the floor. But for the actual carrying, let's say you're carrying a hand, you know, several, get some sort of a case that they're really secure inside of. Those metal tins that the pencils are sold in are just not suitable for be taking out. No, they're not. And they're really not even designed for that. They're they're designed to display and that's it. And put them into the bag that you purchased at the store or ship them through uh, whatever online e-tailer, you know, and that's yeah. all that they're really for. So... And I don't recommend leaving the pencils loose in your bag either. So let's say you bring a handful. I wouldn't let them float loose around well, nothing. No, either no, put them in a pencil case, like a little pouch, something that keeps them together because you will. I mean, even the best pencils are going to break in that scenario. Yeah, they'll or, break. You know, at the very least, you're going to break your tips off. Yeah. That's no good either. Yeah, so make sure they're secured well. And you can get those little folding cases, the global ones that I'm talking about. They come in multiple sizes. So you can get something that holds 20 pencils. You can get something that holds 150 pencils. So you've got a lot of, of play there. And again, for going outside, I would recommend the smaller. Yeah. So, you know, you're not carrying too much stuff. Yeah, there are a lot of good options, actually, for uh, pencil cases yeah. uh, to use. So, awesome. And that really brings us into our last tip. Just limit how much you bring. I know we listed a lot mm-hmm. of stuff here, but it can get overwhelming. And one of the mistakes I made when I first started painting outside, and I was painting more than drawing at the time, but I remember bringing multiple canvases. What if I want to paint two different things at the same time? I would bring lots of canvases. <laughs> I would bring every tube of paint I owned. I would bring my water, a big water well instead of something small. I mean, the things that I brought with me, a big you know, tripod easel, and the things that I brought with me were just not practical for travel. And it got to the point where I didn't want to go do it just because I didn't want to tote everything out. And I don't know why it didn't cross my mind, just bring less. But I had this thing in my head that, well, what if I get there and I need this color? What if I get there and I don't have something I need? That's not really the point of going and painting outside. I think when you go out, bring as little as possible. Obviously, bring the water, bring the sunblock, bring the things that are going to make you comfortable, but don't feel like you need to bring every single thing you own to do with colored pencil. You don't need 800 sharpeners with you you, if you're a sharpener hoarder like I am. You don't need everything. Bring as little as possible. Bring what you need. I mean, you don't want to get there and realize, wow, I didn't bring any sharpeners. Bring those things, but don't bring every single thing you own that has to do with colored pencil because that was a huge mistake I made that makes it miserable when you're dragging around yeah. a ton of things. No, that's uh, excellent. Yeah, good tip. Yeah, and the other thing is I always bring like my Swiss Army knife. Uh, I've got a couple of different uh, styles of those. And I that I mean that just goes with me everywhere anyway. If you forget your pencil sharpener, just yeah. get a knife out and sharpen it real quick, you know, just improvise and do whatever is needed just to get the job done. Because like we said, you know, you're not bringing your entire studio out and there. I, it's just to get the reference. Ideally, when you pack that bag, what I like to do is have a bag that's just for traveling outside. So I'm not having to mm-hmm. 
pull stuff out. Which pencils do I want to bring this time? Just leave. I just have a bag full of the stuff I'm going to need and I just leave it there. It's like a separate set of art supplies. Yeah. It makes it much easier just to grab that bag and be ready to go. Don't use OMS outside the Yeah, no, I'm not dragging that. For with one me. thing, it's so messy. It's gonna it's gonna leak all over in your bag at some point. If it's not now, it's going to eventually. It's just not a good thing to be lugging around. Yeah, All yeah, right, I definitely, so, and I don't want that in the heat either because, you know, right. no, it's you flammable. Don't want that. It is flammable, yes. Even if you can't smell it, it's still flammable yeah. and it's still harmful. All right, so maybe you have a tip you would love to add to this list that we have, and we'd love to hear that. You can always reach out to us, email us at podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can comment in the show notes, sharpenedartist.com forward slash podcast. And this is a weekly show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.